On today's episode of the Kindred 360 podcast, we jump into some foodie hot topics, we check out what's topping the charts, and then we talk about worship. Let's go! You're listening to the Kindred 360 podcast with your hosts, Pastor Rod Idol, Matt Smith, Lindsay Terry, and Chris Moore. The Kindred 360 podcast is an extension of Kindred Church in Midlothian, Virginia. At Kindred, we help people find their purpose. We believe that God designed us to be surrounded by others who love and care for us. We call this your tribe. We invite you to be part of our tribe today, so enjoy the fun, inspiration, and introspection all in today's episode of Kindred 360. Now, Pastor Rod Idol. Hey, everybody. How you doing this morning? Fantastic. Good, doing Good well. to have you all here. The official second podcast, vidcast, whatever cast. Of season 25. Uh, <laughs> what are we on for real three? <laughs> of, of year 2021. It's good to have yeah, you guys right. here. How you yeah. doing? Topher, how you doing, buddy? I'm fantastic. I'm that super right. excited to be yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You got you got part of our show today, right? I do. There you go. Bringing uh, something special back. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Looking forward to hearing from him. How you doing, Lindsay Lou? I'm good. I think your hair looks fantastic. Thank you. I do. I love it. And of course, you're my daughter. You're always beautiful. So uh, it's good to have you here. Thank Matthew. You. Do you think I'm beautiful? Right? Yes, Matthew. <laughs> Inside more than outside, but you're a beautiful, baby. Oh, I've got a great personality. Oh, I'm doing well, gosh. and I had a great time last night, so I'm really flying high. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to share a little bit about All that right. in a second. Hey, Nikita, how are you? Find a mic and say hi. Hi, Rod. All right. Good to have you here. Nikita's going to have part of our show today as well. And Mike, how you doing, buddy? Good, good, good. All right, man. Good to see you. We sure do appreciate all the work Mike does. We're here in his studio, Studio 77 here in Midlothian, Virginia, and we are really excited about our podcast. Now, guys, I appreciate all the effort you coming out to do this. We're doing this a little bit earlier today because I don't know whether you knew or not, but I was going to Florida. I'm going to Florida. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Well, it's a well, this would be the 30th time we've heard about it. Yeah, I thought I'd spring it on you. Um, yeah, heading out. So I got to do a bunch of stuff today. And so I asked Mike if we could do it a little bit earlier. And I asked all you guys. I didn't ask you. I told you all you guys. We're doing it earlier. So uh, it's great. A little bit harder uh, today. Let me let me touch on that real quick before uh, we get into the rest of our stuff. I want to tell you, my, as, everybody, as you know, uh, um, on this team, uh, my 60th birthday is next week, and I'm going to be gone. And um, I didn't know it, but yesterday, Matt and I were hanging out at my house, and um, at about 5.20 or so, 5.30, he said, all right, we got to go. And I said, okay. And he said, no, get up. We got to go. And I was like, what? He goes, come on, get up. We got to go. Get ready. Lock up the house. We got to go. And I had no idea what he's talking about. Uh, come to find out, uh, Matt, and with the help of uh, Topher and uh, Topher's father-in-law, Scott, um, arranged some stuff, and we met out at Scott's house and had brats and burgers and uh, sat around the campfire, smoked cigars, uh, bonfire, and a bunch of guys from the church showed up and uh, just to wish me a happy birthday and have some good fellowship. And I want to tell you, that was... That was just absolutely fantastic. I mean, and and Brad kept it a secret. Lin, or Gay kept it a secret. Lindsay kept it a secret. Even Topher, when I was giving him a hard time yesterday, kept it a secret. <laughs> grilling him. Whole, I was grilling him. Yeah. I was grilling him. And the whole time, he was just like, yeah. And he knew, yeah, you're going to eat your words tonight, pal. <laughs> and I did. It was a great time. Um, I'm a little tired. Uh, and I went to bed like as soon as I got home, but I'm a little tired I, because last night I was planning on writing our podcast stuff. And uh, because uh, I didn't do it last night, I had to get up at like five o'clock this morning and do it and got her done. But uh, what a great, great time. Yeah. And I can't say thanks enough to Matt for arranging all that for Topher. He did the cooking. Um, dang, those brats were good. They were fantastic. They? <laughs> and they yeah, were Aldi's fun. brats. Yeah. Dang. Aldi's is where it's at. Yeah. Man. They have some good brats. Not uh, a sponsor. I thought. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Aldi, if you're listening. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, great time. And uh, what a what a wonderful, 
what a wonderful 60th birthday celebration for me. So thank you. And uh, if, you, if any Happy of you guys, birthday, buddy. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. We love you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Could you turn And Matt I'm going to try to be a little That's bit louder. So loud. Could you turn Matt down? Merry Christmas. Bit? Maybe stick him out <laughs> in your garage dead. or something. <laughs> You're lucky that Owen had to get picked up by the grandma because I would have had to do a little song for you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's great. I, I was hoping maybe I'd get a, well, my 60th next week. Maybe I'll get a voicemail from someone famous like you did for other people, but you've never done for me. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just going to pick the Wawa attendant person. <laughs> <laughs> do you know who this is? <laughs> hey, Rod, this is Jenny. I usually work <laughs> register number one. Yeah. Wait, can we, can we, does everybody know what I did to Chris Kelly? Yes. No, it's for his birthday. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. His birthday. Because he said something about it. Yeah, go ahead. So, his birthday was last week, and he's 10 years older than me. And so, I, and we have a car love relationship. So, I looked on YouTube, try to find like happy birthday, Chris, and some random sales guy at Honda says, happy birthday, Chris, and went through this whole like, thank you for buying the vehicle and all that. <laughs> so, I sent it to him and I was like, that's not good enough. We got to do something better. So, I went on Auto Trader and put his information in on all these exotic cars, thinking that he was interested <laughs> That's in That's so funny. And so all day he was getting phone calls from all these salespeople oh all over gosh. the country. That's awesome. Like, oh, you're interested in this Lamborghini, <laughs> this Porsche, <laughs> like everything. That is awesome. He got like probably 10 to 15 phone calls. Oh, my gosh. And he's a landscaper, so he had to stop what he's doing. Oh, my gosh. Wow, yeah, that's pretty good. Don't funny. do that to me. Forget, forget that my birthday's next week. Okay, we're going to move on because I don't – wow, that is funny. That is funny. So, listen, um, we're going to bring back some oldies but goodies today. That's right. All right. We're going to bring back some things that we've done in the past. And we're going to start out. I'm going to throw it to Matt for Hot Topics. You've been waiting a year, and now it's time to get hot. Let's jump into some Hot Topics. All right. If you're watching, that's the music playing. I'm giving it time. I don't right, know hey, what he's doing right now. Yeah, I know. I'm just being stupid. Does anybody else know what he's doing? I'd realize, like, I hey, now the cameras are still <laughs> on. <laughs> oh, he's talking about the theme song. Yeah, oh, yeah. Goodness. I was like, what? All right. Well, anyways, hey, we got a couple of foodie hot topics for you. Hot right. topics. And the first one's going to warm your soul, and the second one's going to make you feel better about yourself. Uh, the first one, uh, I was reading on the K-Love website this morning, and I read this amazing story uh, about this uh, lady who lives down in Miami. Her name is Adormiz Moreau, and she's from Haiti. And uh, she is fantastic because every week since the pandemic start, uh, started, she has single-handedly cooked uh, about a thousand meals a week. Wow. And so what she does is... Uh, she must she be hungry. <laughs> Yeah, no, but uh, she uh, what she does is uh, she goes out, she borrows her church's truck and on Thursday and Friday, she just goes and shops and then she cooks all night and early into wow. the hours of Saturday and then she serves a meal at their local church Neat. and it's really cool. Uh, she tells a story about how uh, when she was younger, she would even... Uh, kind of steal little bits of beans and other things out of her pantry. Her mom would get mad at her and say, don't do that. She said, mom, you can give me a whooping if you want to or not, but I'm still going to help uh, feed people. Wow. Who are hungry. Wow. And her whole <laughs> life she's done this. And even still, not only uh, did she start it just as, uh, Hey, I'm going to do it. Uh, initially she wasn't being compensated. She did so much. Finally, the church started asking for donations to help cover it. And they feed about a thousand people a week with it. And what's really cool is she sends pallets of food down to Port-au-Prince down in Haiti and tells her sister, hey, don't forget to go give Miss So-and-So over on this street a bag wow, of rice. That's cool. It's just a really cool, uh, feel-good story. Uh, she's uh, she's a janitor. She doesn't earn a lot of money. And recently, uh, they they asked her about it. They asked her, like, hey, so you, you work as a janitor. You do all this stuff. Um, how, how do you do this? Aren't you exhausted? And her response was just so good. She said, you know, I can keep all the money for myself and never give anyone a penny. But if you give from your heart and you never think about yourself, God's going to provide for you every day. And the refrig the refrigerator will never be without food. Hmm. And that's such a great story. Cool. Yeah, that's and cool. so uh, I'll j I just love that. 
But uh, I hope you loved it too. But it now it's time to get even hotter. That's right. Hotter topic. <laughs> even hotter topic. Kind of hoping that the next season like would change like just a, a little bit. But truck voice. Sunday, at the same time. Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Sunday. What I love is now y'all get to see how dumb we look when we're doing this. Yeah, or more true. specifically, As me. When you're throwing uh, me. <laughs> All right. This headline makes me happy. The, yeah, I knew you would like this one, Lindsay. Uh, there's a story that came out um, uh, the very end of January this year. And a nutritionist actually said... That pizza is better for you to eat for breakfast than most cereals. That's hey. right. All right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Nothing like some leftover pizza for breakfast. Mm. What about you guys? Where's your go-to cold, cereal? Cold or hot pizza in the morning? Oh, cold. Doesn't I, matter. Cold. I don't think that affects cold. the I don't think cold pizza. Cold. Cold. But it does. But I want the cold enjoyment. pizza in the morning. Yeah. If I'm going to eat cereal, it's honey bunches of oats. Okay. Topher, what's your go-to? That's, he asked about oh, cereal. Man. Yeah, I did. I asked what's your go-to. So many, but Cinnamon Toast Crunch probably. So Number many. one. Yeah. <laughs> Rodney? Cereal is good. Anything with bran. <laughs> <laughs> How about Tony the Tiger Flakes? Tony the Tiger Flakes. <laughs> we were talking about it earlier. Couldn't remember. Anything said, with Tony brand. the Tiger Flakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a sucker for Cocoa Pebbles. You got you, oh, you yeah. end up with some chocolate milk in the end. Yeah, that's it's fantastic. But the nutritionist found out that even though there's a little bit higher fat quantity, uh, fat amounts in pizza, breakfast, most uh, cereals have elevated levels of sugar and that's going to lead to you being sleepy throughout the day mm -hmm. uh you're going to crash and uh, uh pizza offers more protein and so if you're going to choose between pizza and cereal grab the pizza, pizza. what All about right. pizza cereal <laughs> i'd try it does that mean like that instead of pizza cereal could you just get like, that sounds like some combos pizza combos and pour some milk <laughs> yeah. Over yeah, yeah you can <laughs> Honey bunches of pizza. Someone needs to invent Honey that. Honey bunches of pizza. Our food segment <laughs> will be hey, we can pizza create, crunch. Create a new breakfast. Crunch. That's right. what we'll do. Here That's we right. go. At the last minute. <laughs> All right. Yep. There you go. All right. Well, thanks, Matt. That's good to have you back. Good to have Hot Topics back. I uh, always appreciated those. Now, if you'll remember, one of the things that Lindsay uh, did for us um, in previous podcasts was to bring us trending music yes. so we asked her if she would bring us our top five currently the top five christian songs on the radio right now i just downloaded them this morning we're gonna start with five and work our way up to the very best all most right. popular song all right i only five. know one of these are you ready i'm ready the first one is this song Didn't we just sing that Sunday? Yeah, I sang this Sunday. <laughs> oh, is this Celine Dion? This guy was on. This is Celine Idol. Dion. No, this is Colton Dixon. Devil is a liar. Uh, I thought it was Let me the, scooch for it. I thought it was the Gaithers. Is this the Gaithers? <laughs> yes. Are we really Pretty bringing sure. that back for another year? All right, I don't want to play more because I don't want to get flagged. Uh, but Devil's Liar by Colton was Dixon. Was that the Imperials? Who are the Imperials? It was Petra. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just keep going. Was that right. Striper? <laughs> Striper. Here's number four. I'm going to scooch it to the middle. This is a good one. Yeah, my kids love this one. This is wow. New Day by Danny Gokey. Two American Idol contestants. Yeah, two. For the win. Come yeah, on. American Idol all day long. All right. Next one. I just know all the facts. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's is good. Jeremy Camp out of my hands? We're gonna scooch him. Tell the story. I know you're bumping in. Oh, Tell yeah. the story. All right, let me turn this down. Lindsay, Lindsay has met. I've met Jeremy Camp. Big time, y'all. Listen, when I was 14. Turn the music down a little bit. Is that better? Doesn't that sound like your childhood? Lindsay, turn <laughs> the music down. Yeah, it does. <laughs> When I was 14, I was at this Festival con Dios with my youth group. And there were some... Spanish for <laughs> Festival, Festival Party with God. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I was there and Mercy Me was there. And they, you know, this is when I can only imagine was really big, guys. And they were the headliner. Well, there's this no-name somebody. 
uh, who was there, and I didn't know who he was, but I had a armful of McDonald's trash from our youth group and was trying to find a place to throw it away and somehow found myself backstage at this outdoor festival and literally ran into Jeremy Camp with an armful <laughs> of McDonald's trash. And I didn't even know, like, didn't he all right, you whatever. Out or he was like, you. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like, oh, sorry. Threw it away, walked away. And then somebody's like, do you know who that was? It's like, who? Jeremy Camp. Who's Jeremy Camp? Because he was nobody then. So, Jeremy, if you're listening. Hey, hey, hey. I'm happy you're so famous. None of us are ever nobody. Lindsay. You were somebody to Jesus. Right. You still are. You were nobody you to me. I stumbled backstage. Oh, what's that giant monolith in the middle of this field? <laughs> I should. Oh, hey, there's stairs here. A curtain. I no, should, it I was like a trash can. Back it was like here. white PVC pipe. Like you know those like. Listen, listen. There's a festival, Christian festivals. They're not. Really, there's like zero security <laughs> here. Like, yeah, there's not a lot of like directions of. Signs I'm like, and I stuff see a dumpster. Like, I'm heading that way. It's like these, you know, like it, you, you know, like the lines the at a amusement park for a roller coaster, the metal, whatever. There's like PVC version of this. I'm like, what is this? Luckily, she go, like, luckily she'd go on the back of the stage where the drummer has a little <laughs> trash can. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Alright, so that's my Jeremy Camp story. Um, here's number two. We do this song at church. Let me bump it up. This is Jeremy Camp, Battle Belongs. This is not Jeremy Camp. Sorry. This is not Jeremy Camp. I was about to be like, wow, his <laughs> voice got really high. This is Phil Wickham. <laughs> okay. Battle Belongs. We're just still stuck on Jeremy Camp. Here. I'm stuck on Jeremy Camp. <laughs> Let me tell you about when I met Phil Wickham. <laughs> You're Gary McDonald's trash. No, Burger King. Burger King trash. <laughs> so there you go. This oh. is, we do this song at church. Savannah does it. It is so great. And then number one, number I haven't one. heard it yet. Here we go. Is everybody number ready? One. Number one <laughs> on Christian Top 40 right now is this song. Jericho by Andrew Rip. My kids love listening to K-Love, and I love hearing Reese just belt these songs out. Most of the words are wrong, but that's what makes it even better. There you go. Those are that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> A lot so of good songs. That's Lindsay, what's happening right them. now. That's what's happening in the music world. I could easily do that top five, too, but um, I thought I'd just let Lindsay do it instead. Well, there you go. So... Good like job, Lindsay. I like it. Good job. Nope, I'm not going to say a Gaither story. You were waiting for it right there, weren't you? <laughs> that Let me time tell you, about you ran into Gloria Gaither. Gaither. You busted it out in 30 seconds. Actually, I know. Well, you were waiting. You think I wasn't Gaither. sitting that up? <laughs> Gaither! Gaither! <laughs> <laughs> you think I didn't have that in my mind when I saw down there, oh, the top five music. we got to bring out the Gaithers. And oh. by the way, I've been to the Gaither's house. Anyway. What? Yeah, they're living. They Anderson. didn't invite me, and it was kind of creepy peeking <laughs> in the back window, but I've well, they, been there. They live in Anderson, right outside Anderson, Indiana, which oh. is where I was born. And uh, they have a big studio there, and you can go and visit them. Oh, okay. So That's anyway, cool. cool. Very cool, Lindsay. Thanks a lot for You're bringing so that to welcome. us. And uh, I really like that last one, that Jericho song. I'm going to have to see if I can't Andrew Rip. Andrew Rip. Right. Yep. I'm gonna have to write that down. I don't down. know who that is. I don't, I don't either. either. Um, it's cool though. I hope he's not a yeah. It's good. Psycho, but um, Jericho. <laughs> All of his good. other songs. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I worship Satan. Anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we don't film these. <laughs> <laughs> so We're anyway, get just a clip of that. Yeah. Did you hear about yeah. Pastor Rod? <laughs> Yeah. This upcoming episode of Kendra 360. I want your thing. Controversy at Kendra Church. <laughs> this sounds like a headline news to me. It does. <laughs> An even hotter hot topic. <laughs> Rod Idol worship Satan. <laughs> I'm going to come back from Florida and not have a job. Right? <laughs> Matt's going to be using this in his sermon Sunday. Listen, I don't want to start any rumors, but I got a little video clip. I <laughs> so... No, good stuff. Thanks a lot, Linz. You know what? We have a guest that was only with us, I think, once or twice last time, and I've invited him back. So 
If you all would welcome our spiritual barista, Topher. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) This is Topher, your spiritual barista, serving you up some freshly brewed spiritual wisdom for your soul today. Awesome. The other day I was driving to work. It was the typical commute. I drove the speed limit, not a single mile per hour above or below. Turned on Caleb like a good Christian and made sure that Jesus had his seatbelt on in the passenger seat next to me. I was <laughs> I was cruising along when the radio host shared the verse of the day, Ephesians 6:18. Pray in the Spirit at all times, with all prayer and supplication. I turned the radio off, and I started praying. A week later, and a hospital bill around the (laughs) corner, I realized that we ought to pray at all times, but to also close our, not to close our eyes at all times. Whoops. So, stay alert, friends. As the verse goes on to say, and the radio host kindly left out. Oh my word. Thank you for the advice, Topher. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> kindly left out. Oh my gosh. I worked really hard on that. <laughs> that was awesome, Topher. <laughs> you know how great it would have been if we didn't hear the cackling. I'm sorry, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't okay. help it. Oh I was God. trying to. I was here. crying over here. Oh my gosh. We should just crying. film you separately. I can't not laugh at things. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm crying. She is. Both of you guys were. Matt's over here crying too, and I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Take it easy. Kirk. Good job. I <laughs> Topher, sure that Jesus was really good. Done. Yeah, that was great. Toph, nice job, man. Thank Thanks you. so much. I can't wait to our cooking show we talked about because Toph's <laughs> gonna bring his cooking guy back. Yeah. Tasty treats with Topher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> do that, it, was, do it. that was just pure comic genius. Right? Tasty treats with Topher. <laughs> just, I don't just, know where this comes from. Don't I don't I don't either. Except a long hard road of drugs. <laughs> um, but no, that was great stuff, Toph. I appreciate oh, man. it, man. Uh, after I'm going to share a little bit. We're going to talk about a topic that is um, pretty prevalent in the church today. And then after that, uh, Nikita's going to give us a little update about what's going on at Kendrick. So, you know, guys, yesterday we had a staff meeting and we talked about different topics, about possibilities of discussing here. And one of the things that seemed to resonate with us, all of us, uh, pretty hot, was the fact about worship and the, and the difference of worship, um, whether corporately or worship individually, Right. Right. And it seems to be, obviously, in church today, obviously with the COVID, the quarantine, all that, a really hot topic. You and I have seen people or seen churches that have yet to open. We know people that have not gone to church um, since COVID began, which is now a year, all right? And they've not been in corporate worship. They've been in online worship, I'm sure. I'm I'm not saying they haven't been doing that but they have not been in the corporate worship. And I got thinking, how necessary is it? And if we say, which we do at Kindred, just so you know, we do say that corporate worship is necessary, Mm -hmm. but what value, what does it really bring? We need to be able to um, articulate those things. And so I kind of want to spend just a little bit of time with you guys and to be able to articulate some of the things that we feel bring value. Now, Before we get started, I want to remind all of us, including you guys, that the first and foremost thing about worship is worship is for God and not for us. We often get that mixed up. We think that the songs have to please us, the sermon has to please us, the videos have to please us, Mm -hmm. the environment has to please us, everything has to be comfortable. Mm. Man, worship is not about us. It's about the Lord. Amen. In biblical context, the Hebrew word for worship was shakha, I think it was. I think it was called shakha. I, I may be pronouncing that wrong. But that means to depress, to fall down, or to lay prostrate before deity. Hmm. Prostrate before deity. It is to hold something up with such reverence and honor and esteem that your only desire is to bow down before it. God specifically mandates that the focus of this time of worship must be toward him and him alone. 
the idea of simply laying down before the Lord in our worship, right? The idea of absolutely coming down before the Lord with reverence and honor and showing esteem and awe, right? You guys ever seen the book, My Utmost Source Highest by yeah. Oswald Chambers? Yeah. yeah. One time uh, he said, worship is giving God the best that he has given you. Mm. And it's giving back to God the best that he has given you. You know, we own nothing, all right? There is nothing that we have that we present to God that he needs with the exception of ourself, all right? It is our ultimate sacrifice. And Romans even says that, right? Romans says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, which is your spiritual worship. All right. So we present ourselves back to God. It's important thing to remember that worship is all about God. So when we discuss this, it's easy to get caught up into the other stuff. But I think it's important to remember, first and foremost, never take your eye off that. Kindred mm -hmm. never wants to take his eye off the fact that our worship is going to be about God. Right. Not about anything else. All right. So I do think, though, there are benefits of corporate worship. And I think that's where we'll we'll tag in together. The first thing I think that we got to get is that corporate worship renews our faith. And the truth is, we all need our faith renewed. I, I like to picture myself as a pastor as kind of like a corner guy in a boxing match where people are going out there and they're getting pummeled by the world all week and they're having a hard time. Then they come back to the corner. I'm wiping them down. I'm saying, you're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing great. And then what do I say? Get back in there. Right. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like see that as my job. Do you, do you understand yeah. that gap? Yeah. yeah. That's kind of our role sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Have you, have you had the opportunities anytime, even recently where you can renew somebody's faith personally, one-on-one and strengthen them? That Doesn't that just give you a sense of purpose? Yeah. Mm. It, it feels like, this is really what we're called to, not just like the practical side of, right. of ministry, but this is really what it's about. Right, right. Yeah, it refocuses, I think, what we're doing. You know, life is so busy and it's so easy to get distracted by other things. And when you engage in those moments of um, loving one another and spurning each other on toward good works, you know, it, it just, it refocuses what's most important. And if I can remember God's, uh, my direction, it's the pursuit that uh, that I'm heading towards. If that's the direction that we're all heading towards and yeah. I come around someone and I say, hey, you're starting to kind of waver in what you're looking at and where you're heading, but this is where you need to get going. It, right. it, it strengthens me Good and it stuff. strengthens them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, and, and you can't get that sitting in your living room. Right. That's not something that you can do well. You know, that, um, right. it is yeah. so hard, even over the phone or a text. While that's nice, it, there's still something about the personal interaction, the connection. You know, a lot of times we don't go to church because we're so tired or we're so worn out. And when people don't go to church, they wake up and they're like, oh, I just need to stay in and sleep. But, when you do get yourself out of bed and you do come to church, even when you're worn out, it's amazing how you get re-energized and yeah. strengthened. I really believe that the bodily function of the church, where we function together, right, brings a renewal of our faith because our, the enemy's goal is to drown out our faith, to wear us out. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah... But they who wait for the Lord, shall he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And I, I really like to believe that that's kind of what corporate worship brings into our lives, right? Mm -hmm. there's, just this, yeah. there's just this building up again. It's, it's not just the sermon. It's not just the music. All those things add to it. It's just the personal <clears throat> interactions. You know what I love? When... When we're before service and people start coming in, be able to walk around, talk to them, yep. you know, yeah. and just hear a little bit about their week and hear about what's going on. And and um, I don't know, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of those interactions uh, in a few minutes. But I just love that part. It just it just feeds me. Crowds don't drain me. They they energize me. Yeah. You know, I I don't I don't get drained by a lot of people. I'm like when I'm done, pumped up. 
you know? So good stuff. Another thing that it hits me is it, I think it restores our joy. Mm-hmm. You know, good. the Bible says in Psalm 100, worship the Lord with gladness, come before him singing with joy. You know, I'm going to tell you, honestly, I think church has ought to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think that you can have uh, not not funny without a purpose or without a message, but I think you can have enjoyable videos, things like that. And, you know, sometimes it's hard, right? Um, because we mistake the entertaining part as our purpose. And, and I don't, I don't want that. The Bible says to worship the joy with gladness or worship the Lord with gladness, not sadness, not anger, not boredom, things like that. So I think part of our goal is not only to, you know, encourage people in their faith, but is also just to encourage people in their life to bring some more joy back into their life. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, let's face it, our lives are not full of joy. We go through down times. We go through discouraging times. And we need, our job as the church is to bring joy into their life. So yeah, I want church to be enjoyable. I want it to be fun. You know, <clears throat> I try to in, in, inject humor in my message, and, and believe me, I don't think that I'm a stand-up comic or anything, but I th- you try to put lightheartedness in your message. You try to put, you know, we try to use videos sometimes that are a little bit more, a little bit lighthearted mm-hmm. or whatever, or uh, that kind of thing, because we want some laughter. I, I love the sound of laughter in the church, you know? I love it when you hear people just enjoying each other and enjoying their time with the Lord. And, and and some real laughter. The Bible says in Psalm 122, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Right. You know, um, what kind of things do you think we could do better at Kindred that could lift the spirits of people? Like when they come in, you know, not that we got to be Chuck E. Cheese, you know, I'm not saying that. But when they come in, they're like, wow, this place is always so positive or this place yeah. is... You got any ideas? You got any thoughts about that? You got any you got any insight as to the kind of things that you could see Kindred possibly doing or just what you've seen other places? You know, yeah. Lindsay, talk a little bit about when you went to Bethel that time and those people greeted you at the door and they prayed over you. And- yeah. I mean, we we went to we've been to Bethel a few times for conferences and sometimes just Sunday morning, stuff like that. And um one of the things that impressed our family the most like made such a lasting impression on us is from the moment we arrived, people were concerned about our spiritual um, growth and our encounter with God. And so we would walk into the worship. First of all, everybody said hello to you there. Like you were not ignored. Um, There was no way you could go through uh, even just the doors and someone not notice you, which is amazing for such a large congregation. Um, but the other thing is when you'd walk into the worship center, people were standing there as you're walking in, it might sound weird, but it it wasn't praying over you Mm. out loud Mm. and praying that God would bless you that day, praying that you would hear his voice. Um, and I was like, Mm. I don't know at the first time we walked in the door, I was like, that was weird because I never. And then I thought, why, why is that weird? Like, why, why is the church not? taking more seriously, like, let's pray out loud for each other. You would encounter God today and your life would be changed, you know? And it was very encouraging to know there are people who are interceding on my behalf who don't even know me today. Mm. And I think as, as kindred, um, you know, the thing as we're sitting here talking that honestly hit me is, am I coming as a a leader in the church? Am I coming to the church um, on Sunday morning with the joy of the Lord overflowing in me? Mm. Have I taken the time personally to go receive some of that joy from the Lord so that that can spill out on everybody I encounter that morning? You can't give what you don't have. Exactly. So that's kind of what's hitting me is Mm. the personal responsibility of, you know, scripture talks about what the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when you've got joy, man, you can overcome so much. But when you are depressed and when you are lacking peace and when you're feeling that ugh, that weight it is hard to get up and overcome boy isn't that the truth and i and we have a responsibility as pastors and, mm-hmm. and to be ready for that yeah right. you know i got asked one day why do you go in so early 
on Sunday morning to the church because, you know, I'll get in there seven thirty, eight o'clock when the praise team is just setting up. I said, I want to be ready. I want to be one of the first people there when people start walking in. And I want to enjoy the struggle the praise team has getting ready, you know, whether it's the sound or this <laughs> or really that. That's a really nice way of saying it. And we I, never struggle. And I want to enjoy it. I want to just watch them and listen to them and kind of get how they're feeling this. And, you know, maybe I'll ask Lindsay a question or maybe I'll say, you know, that song would fit better before my sermon or whatever. But that kind of stuff just prepares me because I want to be ready. Mm -hmm. And and I really think that, honestly, if you're going to serve at a church, you ought to be there two hours before church starts. So you can absolutely be ready before anybody walks in. Yeah. That you're not going to get caught off guard. There's nothing worse than, like, working with the kids and you're setting up tables and things at 10 minutes till 10 yeah. when church starts. No, you should be spending time with the kids and interacting with the kids and things like that. So I really feel like th this kind of fits in. You can't pour out joy, right? Mm -hmm. If you are, if you don't have joy to pour out, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. you, if you're an empty cup, you're not doing anybody any good. Right. Yeah. And, and, but it's your responsibility. All right. And, yeah. and it's your responsibility to get full. Mm -hmm. Can I can I throw something in? Sure. You know, you're you're asking what can we do better or or whatever. I, you know, and and even you just made a comment a second ago that uh, would surprise some people that kind of popped out at me. You said, "Hey, I get energized by crowds, and I'm I'm this weird ambivert now. I, I, I almost always land right in the middle of introverted extroverted. But when I was younger, I was. Did you so, just say ambivert? Yeah, that's a real phrase. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, but. Stop it. Talk <laughs> talk normal. Okay. Anyways. So okay. I'm I'm half introverted and half extroverted. Thank you. <laughs> I'm 50-50. But anyways, um, no, but I, when I was so much younger, I was so shy and talking to people was a drain. And I feel like there's a lot of people today who are so tech leaning, they don't they don't even like picking up their phone to talk to people. Like on the phone. I'd rather text you for 10 minutes rather than pick oh, up the phone yeah. and say, hey, could you just bring that pizza? Oh, I left yeah. it at, you know, whatever. Thanks. Bye. And but because we're we're so many people are that way, I think a way that we're anti-connect. Yeah. We, we want to connect impersonally. It's safer. That's right. And, and I think I think uh, there's a lot of people who would not uh, agree with that statement. Crowds don't fuel me. They don't fill me. It, it's draining. Right. And so it, it shocks people who've known me for years and years because they still remember me as the shy kid who literally would hug my mom's leg. I wouldn't leave her or I'd sit with my sisters, you know, in kids church. I wouldn't go hang out with my friend. I'd like, no, nah, I'm hanging with my sister, Joy. And they're like, how do you do that? Well, now I understand that part of my job on Sunday morning is I'm supposed to connect with other people and, and, and I can take joy in that if you if you even allow yourself that room to go and it's all about being uh, purposed about it and directed. Well, about it. like I'm looking for, Hey, how can I connect with you? How can I ask how your week is? Is there anything I can pray for you about? And in those moments, you find yourself wandering into moments of real joy. Well, mm. I, I think what you did, what you just said there, besides the whole ambivert thing, <laughs> I, you obviously have that toilet paper with new words on it or something. I read that this morning. But anyway, I think what you said is really good, um, and that is that you have a purpose. Yeah. Okay. God never leaves us in our purpose, just in our comfort zones where, hey, just do this because this is who you God gives us purpose. And sometimes we got to get out of ourselves. We got to get out of our comfort. We got to, we got to get out of even our strengths and go into some of our weaknesses. And we have to remember that a lot of times God uses our weakness in ministry as much as he uses our strength, right? right, right. Because his name gets glorified because other people see, wow, they, they struggle with that too or whatever. So, it, it comes down to purpose. It yeah. really does. And we have to understand what our purpose is on Sunday. And our purpose is not just to provide them a good hour and a half, two hours of Sunday morning experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our purpose is to get them into the presence of God. Right. So like Lindsay, with your team, you know, there's a constant reminder of that. I know you're a good guitarist. I know you're good at the keyboard or I know you're good on the drums, but we have to remember why we are up here. Mm -hmm. Okay. We are up here to serve the Lord. And our whole purpose is to bring glory to God and help other people to come into that presence. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. 
right? Yeah. So good stuff, good stuff. And I think I think we can do more with yeah. that. Um, the next thing I think sometimes we, by the way, to pull that back to, you know, our original question was, okay, online or in person? And all that stuff, you know, whether it's return, renewal of faith or restoring joy, um, you can't really do it without the contact. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you can send a Hallmark card. Don't get me wrong. You can send a text. Hey, thinking about you today. It's kind of like when I see someone's birthday on Facebook, I don't, 90% of the time, if I have them in my phone, I text them. Yeah. And the only reason I text them is I want them to show, I want them to see, no, I took the extra effort to text you and say, hey, mm -hmm. happy birthday. But you know, truthfully, I don't call them. And so you miss, we've lessened our connecting point. You can never convince me unless your only only desire in connecting is to exchange information. Texting is never better than a phone call. And a phone call is never better than an in-person. Mm -hmm. Unless you're only, is, unless you, I only want to exchange information. Yeah. But relationally, all right, relationally, there's no way texting is better than anything else, and there's no way texting is better than a phone call, and there's no way a phone call is better than in person, mm -hmm. relationally. Right. Yep. Okay. And so, and the church is so relational, mm -hmm. but yet we've sunk we've sunk back into the Facebook text, whatever um, contact, and so when you lose the relation. You lose the importance of the church. You lose the value yeah. of the church. You pull away from it. It, it loses some effect. Okay. Yep. And what it does, what you do is you miss your eternal effect. Yeah. You miss it because you can text me. I don't feel you. Right. I don't even care if Lindsay, if you'll say, I love you, daddy. That's great. But it's a lot better in person. Yeah. All right. Yep. Um, you can send me the little heart emoji, but it's a, a hug's a lot better. Right. Okay. And nobody's going to convince me otherwise. Yeah. Remember the next tell? Mm -hmm. The walkie talkie. Good, good. And you talk those <laughs> cell phones. Oh, yeah. Those, those yellow stuff. ones. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. So we had four of our friends in Florida. We all had them. We all got them together because uh -huh. we could do that. Yeah. So it'd be sitting there and you'd have a, like a, you could either speak right in like a walkie talkie. Right. And so we'd be like, hey, man, you up? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. You like talk to each other walkie-talkie style. Yeah, it's a cell phone too. Right, but I remember those. I think I even fun. had one years it was ago. Fun. Yeah, there. You know, there's a lot of communication things, but there's no better communication yeah. than being in the same room. Yeah. The only thing that I can um, be thinking about this whole entire time is uh, um, that while we're talking about all this, is do you guys remember? last year when we were building out the church and we were on no. for all those weeks right <laughs> we did that yeah we did at all um yeah. but then do you remember hopefully it wasn't just me but the feeling that we got when we had that first sunday that yeah. we came yeah. back in june right yes. do you remember that yeah. and i'm like the whole i'm just thinking about that sunday this whole time in this conversation i'm like man we should have that joy like every single yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yes, we That's can be together. That's what we should Thank be God fostering we together. Yeah. each week. You know, bigger you know. churches sometimes have a little bit disadvantage because when I lived in Nashville, we went to quite a few of them, and they're all great. The music's phenomenal, obviously, but there's there's a lack of um, feeling like you're a part of a family. Connection. Connection mm -hmm. that, like, I think in some regards, we have an advantage of mm -hmm. that and how... Not even how small we are, because we are going to grow, but we—I think that overall tone is there, regardless of the size. Well, hence the name. I mean, Kindred was done on purpose when we changed the name because of the Kindred spirit in the church. They're very good at connecting. They're very good at loving. They're very good mm -hmm. at at bringing people into their circle. And I've been in small churches that they were not. You could come in and actually you felt more isolated than you did in a big church because. People noticed yeah. you, and they still didn't do anything for you. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas here, what I love about this church is the instant someone is always there with the instant connect. Yeah, someone is always there. Matt, you're really good at that. Matt's you really have a you have it. a real good strength. I like to say that in the church, I'm the lead, but you're the pastor, and and I really believe that. I know people call me the church's dad. Uh, you know. But that's because of experience and everything. But you have this immediate connect. Yeah. 
And that kind of stuff has such great value. And when we are deciding or when it's been decided for us, while, while I'm saying this, I want to let you know we absolutely acknowledge that there are some people in our church that absolutely cannot take that risk of being out right now. We acknowledge that. But we also acknowledge that we're, there are some people in our church that have decided that it's just easier to stay at home or it's better for them or it's just fine or they're okay with that level or whatever. And they're not taking the risk to come in and be a part of the family and truly communicate and get the full benefit of the body of Christ. Yeah, And yeah. that's what this is really about. This is not about butts in the seat. This is about allowing the church to have its full effect in our lives. Yeah. You know, when I was, you had given us, well, to peel back the curtain for our listeners and now viewers, uh, one of the things that we do is we don't pre-talk about these discussions. What you usually do is you say, here's the subject, and I may ask you one of these two questions. Yeah, or we just don't start script thinking. any of this. We don't script any of this because we want it to feel natural. And um, But anyway, so you'd given us a heads up, and one of the things that, one of the verses that jumped in my mind was this one from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and it's it's just what you're saying. It's where they're talking about should people eat these meat sacrificed idols and there's kind of some blurred how do we act in holiness and uh what is encouraged to them is is uh paul says i have the right to do anything you say but not everything is beneficial i have the right to do anything but not everything is constructive and i think where people get hung up on this uh at home uh versus corporate worship thing is they're they're not the question isn't can you and, and and some people make a strong case for you know that's still worship. I'm or still two or three are gathered online, and, <laughs> I and hear I that so. Often. I don't want to diminish that. I think they're way wrong, and they're miss. But I think a better question is what is most beneficial? Mm-hmm. How can I worship God the most? Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to be honest. When I'm on stage, and Chris and Lindsay and the rest of the team are there, and Mike, and I see Mike getting it. Well, it just makes me want to throw my arm, myself into worship that much more. Whereas if I'm in my in my living room, I, I miss that. No, um, and, yeah. and so it, it's the no comparison. Is, what yeah. is most beneficial? It's no How comparison. can I be of most use to God? And it's hard to yeah. be of use when no, you're in it, your living room. No comparison. You know, I I'll tell you right now. I I love baseball, but I I love baseball even more when I'm at the game. Right. And and. Um, and then I love baseball even more when I play baseball. You know yeah. what I mean? So it, there's this great extension. And, and I think there we have to acknowledge that there's just no comparison to sitting on your couch in your jammies, uh, eating your Tony the Tiger cereal, <laughs> and, and watching church and not really participating in it. I'm not saying it you're doesn't mean anything right. to That's you. Right. I'm not saying you're not worshiping. Um, please don't read into this. But... There's no comparison to being truly in the body of Christ, mm-hmm. truly amongst each other. Um, uh, you know what I even hate? I'll be, I'll be honest. I hate that I struggle with, can I go up and give them a hug? Yeah. You know, can I shake their hand? Do I shake their hand? Do I get a bump elbows, fist, or wave? You know, it, it, that just takes away so much of the um, gratification of being together mm-hmm. as the body. All right. Uh, I know we're running out of time, so I want to touch on one more if I can real quick. And I and I think this, I think we have to remember that not only does it uh, renew our strength and, and faith and things like that, but it is a help to others. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews 10, uh, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, mm-hmm. not f- neglecting to meet together as a habit of some, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, uh, you got to tie those two verses together. Sometimes we like to quote just Hebrews 10, 25, right. don't neglect the body, you know, meeting together. But you got to tie it back to we're stirring each other up to love and good works. I need the body around me. Yeah. You know, we opened up today's podcast and I talked a little bit about last night. Um, but those were the mighty men of kindred in my life. Those are guys in my life, and that feeds me, that lifts me, that strengthens me. That was a great night in my life, not because, oh, look, they brought me cigars or because we even had cigars. 
It was that fellowship of brothers. It was that connecting point with them. That is vital to me. I would rather do that with guys from Kindred than I would from any golf course or anything. No, man, I want to hang out with the boys from Kindred, and I want to just have some laughter and love together. That's the church to me. Yeah. All right? And I want you to get this. Sunday morning when... I'm going to mention a lot of names here. I hope it doesn't offend anybody. But Sunday morning when Wanda Cornell tells me that was a great sermon, even though I laid an egg, that's the church to me. When Linda Gorski gives me a hug, and Linda, if you watch this, man, I miss your hugs. And Mike Gorski comes up and shakes my hand and sincerely asks me how I'm doing. That's the church to me. Mm-hmm. When John Etheridge comes up and shakes my hand, his wife gives me a hug, and when they sit behind me because they want the message to me being, Rod, I got your back. That's what they told me. And both their kids give me a hug. That's that's the church to me. When Kirk and I laugh about our golf games or we talk about maybe what day we could play this week, what the weather looks like, that's the church to me. When Mike Nichols makes me laugh or makes a wise comment, which Mike Nichols is good at making wise comments, <laughs> that's the church to me. Watching my son-in-law, Josh, walk in with my grandkids and my boys can't wait to go back and see Miss Pam and their friends. That's a church to me. When I meet someone new and I hear a little bit of their story or like last week's, a few baptisms, man, that's the church to me. Seeing Chris Harmon make coffee and David Mano and Troy put up signs, that's the church to me. Ryan Spitzer and Jim DeHaven serving in the booth. That's the church to me. Hearing the kids sing and laugh through our thin walls that a lot of people have been trying to, is there any way we can stop this up? And I got to be honest, maybe it's just me, but I don't want to. That's the church to me. Seeing Melissa Rock hand out communion and be so sweet to some of those older ladies that she knows live alone. Man, that's the church to me. Getting my hard-charging hug from Bethany Williams. That's the church to me. Seeing Missy Blackmore get lost in her worship and dance in that front row. That's the church to me. Watching my wife and my daughter lead worship together. Jeez, cut it out. That's the church to me, man seeing my son struggle through a communion meditation because it's hard for him but he wants to serve that way or see him in the back holding the hand of a little four-year-old that's the church to me the church has more healing power than we ever give it credit for wow i'm telling you i can have just a terrible week and I come in and God starts calling my attention to those people doing their things hearing the comments hearing the laughter you know you guys know and this may shock you being on staff but sometimes I like to cut up and abuse <laughs> I know I know you're you're stumped. What? I know. But you know what I love just as it's much? like I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what That's I love? Good. I love it when I get it back. I love that feel. That's what I love about Kirk Kershaw. He's good at giving it right back. And man, that just does more for my body and my soul. Yeah. That does more for me to forget the hardships of the week. That brings healing. That's why we need the corporate worship of the church. Yeah. It brings healing. Well, I want to thank you guys for your contributions and your thoughts. I know that I dragged on a little bit. and um, I just want to let you know, if you're out there and, and you haven't been to church in a while, um, we miss you, and we'd love to see you back. And um, we hope to see you soon, not because, again, not because we want butts in the seat, but because you are part 
of the body of Christ at Kindred. You're a necessary part, okay? So we miss you, all right? We miss you, and uh, we want to see you soon. Um, hey, listen, uh, we're going to wrap up here, all right? Uh, so uh, I've asked uh, Nikita to give a few um, events happening at the church, and then I'll uh, remind you again when we meet and what's coming up. All right, Nikita, can I turn it over to you? All right. Yes, I have a couple of announcements today. All right. Um, first, March 26th, Friday in the evening at 6.30, the ladies are going to have a movie night. Awesome. And we're watching Woo! The Greatest Showman. Yeah. Not so awesome, but okay. <laughs> All right. So there's going to be cotton candy. So, guys, if you want to come to my house at night and smoke a cigar, we will not watch the showman, I promise you. All right, but you're on. taking the kids. No. No. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. Encourage no. the kids. Come. Josh, you're not allowed <laughs> to I go smoke cigars. I said, guys, not guys and children. kids. No. No. I love your kids. Don't get me wrong. I think you're great that you have little tiny kids, but they're not great at my house. Let's go on. Okay. Once again, there's going to be cotton candy, popcorn, I believe piggies in a blanket. So bring your own what drinks. You, what was that last thing? Piggies in a blanket. Okay, because I thought you said piggies in a blanket. Circus <laughs> snacks. All the circus goodies. Uh, bring your own drinks, and the movie starts at seven. And yes, there will be lots and lots of singing. No more hard liquor, and you ladies know who I'm talking about. All right, go ahead. And then Saturday, that next Saturday, the um, the men's breakfast, Forge men's breakfast, are uh, connecting at eight o'clock a.m. That's right. Yep. If you guys want to help volunteer, contact Matt. Yep. Yep. And right after that, at 10 o'clock a.m. at our old public storage, I'm in Lothian. We're going to be moving things from the unit into the new building right now. Hey, I want you to, since you know this, I want you to tell them how much are we going to save per month? Oh, per month? Yeah. Per almost $400. And I did for a year, $4,400. No way. Wowza. Yeah. I thought it was less than that. Holy no. cow. Y'all got to come help. <laughs> Hurry up, guys. We need thing. you. Now, because of lot. that, because of that savings, because of that, we're going to be able to do some things that we want to do. We're mm -hmm. going to be able to do more. Remember, we said we're working on our online presence. And so we want to be able to put some of that money in other places. How silly what, How silly is it? We had to because in our last place, we had no storage. We had no place to put anything. But how silly was it that we were spending that much money a year all right, just to stick stuff in. I've given Matt and Nikita the responsibility to go in that storage unit and throw things away. Yeah. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. I know what some of you are thinking. I know. Well, we might be able to use that. Then take it to your house. Mm. Because we're not going to store it at our attic. All right, you, you want those rusted yeah. chairs, those little chairs? We got to throw I, those I, away. I, I, I'm you not can gonna, store them here if you want. I, the I, eight I, bookshelves I, that are in there right yeah, now. Yeah, we have. Yeah. You know, so if you want something, all right, come down and you grab it. <laughs> well, um, Lindsay says she wanted to do a yard sale. No, 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 uh, not again. <laughs> all right, because we did a lot of work for like, I think we made twelve dollars and eighty seven cents. <laughs> so anyway, um, I just want you to hear me. Uh, we're going to clear out. We've got that storage um, pod in the back of our church that we've already purchased. It's sitting there. It's ours now. And we're going to fill that up and we're going to save that money that we were spending on the storage facility. And I want to, hey, by the way, I don't want to forget Stacy on this. Stacy hounded us that we need to get that thing emptied so we can save some money. So this was, yep. this was a hard charge that Stacy wanted. And now Nikita's picked it up and Nikita and Matt are taking care of this on that Saturday. We need your help. If you need some bookshelves, come on down. All right, we got some bookshelves, um, and uh, we're getting we're getting rid of stuff. We're gonna save some money and use it for ministry. So, good stuff, Nikita. Awesome. Good stuff. Awesome. Listen, we want to thank you for listening to us coming out, and uh, it was a privilege to come out today and share with you. I am looking forward to seeing you each and every week. This Sunday, actually, by the time you get this, this past Sunday, <laughs> Pastor Matt is speaking. And then this coming Sunday, which is the 21st, Chris is speaking. And I promise you he will not do it in the Topher Barista voice, right, Chris? <laughs> right. Okay, good. You just lost some people. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I want to hear the voice. Maybe yeah, gain yeah. some. Yeah, you might have. Um, so uh, I want you to come out and support them and encourage them. And uh, I'm going to miss you, but I'm not going to miss you, if that makes sense. I'm going to miss you, but I am going down. I have not seen my mom. 
um, since uh, my father's funeral. So I'm going down to Florida. Uh, she's down there with my sisters, and she doesn't know that I'm coming and my brother's coming, and we're going to spend a few days with her. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, we love you guys. And don't forget, we are at 10163 Hull Street, right there at Hull and Courthouse behind the Wawa in the old um, Big Lots. And we are there every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We'd love to see you. God bless. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Kindred 360 podcast. If you would like to hear more, be sure to check out our additional podcast, Extra 360. And be sure to subscribe to the Kindred 360 podcast to stay up to date with our most current episodes. We want to thank you for listening today and have a blessed week ahead.